Hello and welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. Uh, right, and before we get properly into this episode, I think it's time for some beer ye, beer ye. It's time for the beer news. Yes. Early beer news. Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy to announce that we have been having a little chat with the people at themaltmiller.co.uk. And we've come to a little arrangement. Oh, so we've got we're we're in partnership with these guys now. Um, so what that means for you, the listeners, is you're going to be able to go to their website, uh, and if you go to recipes, at, after this episode goes live, you will see um, a little bit that will say the uh, by the mash tun. You'll be able to click on that, and from this point on, all of our recipes are going to be put up there. Um, and what that is, is, it means that you can just hit the buy button and you will get all of the ingredients um, that goes into that recipe and it will give you a breakdown as at exactly how we made that beer yeah, yeah, the, beer, the beer we're brewing in this episode yeah a little bit of a uh, little bit of a blurb on the history and the style and uh, the process and everything oh, it's, it's 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 a wonderful thing yeah it's so thing. so they're going to be providing us with the ingredients that we need for each episode uh we're going to be providing you guys with the recipe so that if you want to, you can go on to it, check ahead, you know, wait a couple of days after the episodes went live, order order the ingredients, and you can actually brew along with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and listen to every little bit that we're doing. And uh, I've, I personally have been using their services for many years now and can heartily recommend. Uh, and also, for a little bit of Six Degrees of Andy Parker. Oh, yeah. All of the recipes in his most recent book, Camera, uh, Camera Essentials. Essentials Home Brewing, are available to buy at themaltmiller.co.uk as individual recipes as well. So you can just go on there and go, oh, I wonder what ingredients are in Siren Crafts Yulu. Yeah. And, and you can buy it. And you can buy it. And if you've got the book, then you can just uh, you can just brew that beer. I mean, I've been using these guys for five years. Um uh, you know very long time and it's always been a good source of looking at what new equipment's about uh they have because we went up there and yeah, yeah. their malt room is just outstanding yeah we'll be we'll if we haven't already we'll be posting videos of uh us yeah milling our own malt milling our own oh. grains but yeah like I, I was just blown away by the setup that these guys have and just the choice yeah um yeah. so yeah I can highly recommend using these guys because I have been and I always do recommend them to every homebrew that I come across. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Right, what are we brewing today, Cal? Well, today we are going to brew a Goza. So um, it is going to be salty, it's going to be sour, and along those lines I am actually going to be brewing a Margarita Goza. So I'm not just going for a straight down the line Goza, I'm going to do margarita style. So what are you even talking about? What is a Goza? Uh, so a Goza is a, uh, traditionally, it's a spontaneously fermented beer. And, um, sort of like a lambic. Yeah, a lot along those lines. Uh, but it comes from a region of Germany where the groundwater uh, come, has a lot of sort of like mineral deposits. So there's a lot of metals, uh, but there's also a lot of rock salt. So their groundwater has a um, high degree of um, salinity, I believe mm-hmm. is the correct term. Sounds right. Um, yeah, it sounds about right. Um, and they used to balance this salty water out with um, 
like coriander and various other little bits, a lot like uh, wheat beers do. Um, mm. But I, you know, that would have kind of went against the um, the Reinhardt's kebab. Yeah. Yes, the, but because that came in uh, yes long ago in Germany. Yeah, but because it was such a traditional style, they yeah. just went. Nah, you got an exemption. There uh, you go. If you hadn't heard about it, the Reinhardt's Gebot is simply uh, it, it's a purity law. I believe they call it. So yes, it, it's, it's basically the German purity law. You are only allowed to put in yeast. Uh, they didn't know no, what yeast was at the yeast, time, no. so you were only allowed to put water, malt, and hops, and that was it. Yeah, but places like uh, Gosla where Goza comes from, yeah. was one of the very few exceptions. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, since you've been doing it for centuries, yeah, I it's guess a traditional you're allowed. Style. Yeah. So the, the the saltiness that is found uh, actually just comes from their groundwater because there's a high quantity of uh, rock salt mm. in their groundwater. Um, so, you know, I went for the coriander end of things. That's why my house smells of toasted coriander mm. currently. It smells Lovely. real good. Um, and I've used rock salt as opposed to sea salt to keep it a bit more traditional. Yeah. Um, and well, we can go into the various different types of salt in their regions <laughs> at some point. Um, it's very interesting stuff. It is very interesting. And um, yeah, so they were spontaneously fermented, but now they're actually um, fermented using a yeast and an introduction of lactobacillus. Yeah. And so lactobacillus just being a bacteria that produces lactic acid as as a byproduct of its own uh, systems of fermentation yeah. essentially yeah 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 uh, so largely uh, yogurt yes <laughs> yeah it's 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 one of the bacteria that's found in yogurt yeah. uh, it's one of the bacteria found in sourdough yeah. and so on and so forth you can find out a little bit more about that we go into depth in episode i think 4 or something uh, with with the kettle sour yeah um yeah so yeah i i am not introducing um lactobacillus into my fermentation vessel okay uh, i am using acidulated malt instead okay. uh, so rather than kettle souring and um, rather than introducing lactobacillus because i don't really want to introduce lactobacillus into any of my fermenters because no. it's quite pervasive yes um and uh, rather than kettle souring which takes a little bit extra time uh, i'm using acidulated malt so acidulated malt is uh, a malted grain uh, but it is allowed to uh, go through like a, a lactic phase uh, before it has been stopped in the malting process. Uh, so that gives it a, a souriness. Mm. Um, lowers the pH of the whole mouth. It, it lowers the pH. Now, uh, in Reading, uh, we have a high alkalinity in our water. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's advised if uh, for like sort of like pale lagers and stuff like that, adding acidulated malt anyway, just to help bring down... Uh, the pH of your yep. water, or you can add lactic acid as part of your water treatment. Yes, um, which, so, which I know some people do as yeah. well. So I am using water treatment for this because of the high alkalinity um, of the water, but I didn't have any lactic acid. Okay. What I did have was citric acid. Okay. So I've added citric acid into my water to help bring down the water pH um, with the intention of the citric acid um helping to accentuate the lime flavor mm, that i'm going to be putting in this is a margarita goza I, it is a margarita goza so the margarita end of it is going to be um the the saltiness that you'd normally get around the rim of your margarita and then the lime and the tequila sorry say that again <laughs> lime and tequila so 
I'm not putting oak chunks into it, which would be another way of kind of bringing that um, tequila-esque sort of flavor. So tequila is a grain alcohol and it's aged in oak normally, and that, that's normally what gives tequila its sort of flavor. It's not yeah. aged as long as whiskey, obviously. But it's, it's got sort of, is it mezcal? Or, yeah. Yeah, blue agave, isn't it? Or, yeah, so it's it, like, it's an interesting drink on its own. Yeah. Um, but the way I'm going to get the tequila flavor into it is I'm gonna put tequila in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good way of doing so, it. So yeah, um, rather than adding the lime uh, entirely in the boil, so I've added a small amount of lime in the boil. Okay. Um, the last uh, ten minutes when I added the coriander, um, there some lime peel in, but I'm also making a lime tincture. Yes, and a, a, a tincture we mentioned before is is just you you soak an ingredient in some strong alcohol. Yeah. Uh, which A, sanitizes it, which lovely. You can just chuck it straight in. Uh, and B, certain flavors, certain uh, aromas are best extracted through alcohol rather than through water. Yeah. So lime in tequila is definitely going to extract a lot oh, of flavors. Yeah. One of the good things about making a tincture as well is it allows you to fine tune flavors oh yes so what you can do uh tinctures go in round about the same sort of time as you'll be dry hopping so they go in post fermentation um once everything's done my plan is to rack it into a bottling bucket and then to add the tincture in known quantities little bit at a time mix it taste it mix it taste it Yes. until I get the exact flavor I want. Because as it conditions in keg or in bottle, those flavors will change, but they won't change that much. Um, I don't want to just bang the whole tincture in because it's yeah. not a measured amount. And it gives me more control over that lime flavor than, say, just trying to bang it all into the boil wood. Yeah, so that, that was one of the advantages I've had in previous styles. So I've done tinctures, tinctures recently for both the White Stout and the Brute yeah. Pale. And both of them, I wasn't too concerned about balance. It was no. just make a tincture, make it as strong as possible, whack it all in. Yeah. Because I wanted that big hit of white chocolate. I wanted that big hit of sweet orange. Yes. This is something that can definitely overpower a beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lime is... Well, that's it. it like, like, like this, that lime is not the main flavor of a margarita. It's no. there, but it's not the main flavor. So there has to be a level of balance. I'm going to have to tinker around with it a bit. Yeah, and but, so it is definitely worth doing this little, yes, little yeah. and often. Yes, method. exactly. Um, so looking at the recipe, um, traditionally for it to be uh, goza, it had to be over 50% wheat malt. Yeah. I have went bang on. 50. Yeah, 50%. Yeah. Um, then it is Pilsner malt yeah. and acidulated malt. And the acidulated malt is where I'm getting my sourness from. Okay. So if, presumably that acidulated malt is taking the place of what would be even more wheat malt. If yes, you yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if I find that it is not as sour as I would like by the time it's done, you can always back sour. Yes, with more lactic, lactic acid. Yeah. So you can buy lactic acid as a liquid. Um, and if you decide you want something sour, this is not a traditional way of doing it. <laughs> no. But traditional ways of doing it are a bit more loose weave. Yeah, this is a much yeah. more kind of right. This is this is how exactly I want it to taste. You can always uh, back sour it if you want. Mm. Um, it's 
not something I'm sure I will do, but I'll find out once it's all from yeah, and finished yeah. up. Having uh, tried the raw, uh, well, it's not really raw, it's been malted, but yeah. um, uh, acidulated malt in uh, the brute, uh, brute Pale episode. Yes. That was pretty sour. Oh, yeah. e- even crunching on just a couple of grains was like, this, this is pretty sour. Yeah. So. so I'm expecting once it comes out of the kettle before it goes into the ferment for it to not be that sour. Yeah. Because of all the sugar that's in there. True. Post, post, out. Post-fermentation, yeah. that's actually when the sourness will come through, that dryness. Yes. Um, Sorry, continue with the recipe. So, yeah. So, acidulated malt, pilsner malt, um, wheat nice. malt, yep. and then Halatau Middlefra. Oh, as, small, as small amount. Because yeah. you, like, you do not want high hops in this. It's very subtle. It's a lot like a wheat beer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we've got coriander seed, which I have toasted. And crushed. That's that smell. Yeah, that's. I mean, we've got a little bit here, and it's, it smells amazing. It smells a bit limey as well, so it really will accentuate that lime flavour. Okay, I, I didn't realise lime was something that sort of comes out of coriander as you I'll try it. Uh, oh, it's, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, I see what you mean. Like just rubbing it on my fingers, I can. Yeah. There's definitely a uh, a zinginess. Yeah. That, uh, um, then there is um, rock salt. So I've put rock salt in there. Mm-hmm. All of this is going in in the last sort of like 10 to 12 minutes of the boil. Mm. Um, realistically, the salt, it doesn't really matter when you bang that in. <laughs> True. But what you want to do is you want to add the salt in and then take a little sample of the wort while it's hot, let it cool down a little bit, taste it, see if it's as salty as you want, then <laughs> add more. You can't take it away. No, 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 no. Add it in. Yeah. Um, and then I'm just using a California ale yeast. Oh, you right, can then. you can use um, like German ale yeasts, or like anything like that. If you're wanting to go down the not putting in lactobacillus, doesn't really matter what yeast yeah, you use. Yeah, yeah. You just want something clean fermenting, um, and the California ale yeast, White Labs California ale yeast, that works. Yeah. And really, uh, it, it works for what I wanted to do. I know uh, some people use lager yeast as well, and 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 sort of all all sorts. So yeah, you know, that's... I I personally would avoid a lager yeast. Yeah, um, just because the temperature you're wanting to ferment at, you don't want the sulfurousness to kind of come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so an ale yeast more that's more akin to um, like a wheat beer yeast mm. would be quite good. Um, an interesting bit for this. Uh, the mash, it's taking twice as long. Okay. So I am mashing in with um, my wheat malt yeah. and my pilsner malt. And I'm mashing in uh, the desired temperature. And then I'm allowing that to sit for the hour. And then I'm mixing in the acidulated malt. And I'm mashing for a further 45 to 60 minutes. All oh, right. Why? So, so this one's a double long episode. Yes. Sit tight. Uh, no, it's not. We'll, we'll stick to our normal episode length. Um, yeah, so the reason for that is the acidulated malt will drop the pH of um, the wort of the mash too low, and it will be detrimental. So the enzymes that are breaking down um, all the sugars yeah, yeah. will be uh, stunted, essentially, yeah. and that, will, that, that could potentially end up with a much sweeter non-fermentable wort yeah 
So yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Just because of the percentage being ju- used. Ju- well, ju- uh, just just because of the uh, well, realistically, if you're if you're using an amount that's going to adjust your uh, water pH by quite a lot, then you want to be doing that after. You want to be also almost be doing a secondary mash. Yeah. So so I didn't have to worry too much about that with the brute pale because I wasn't making it into the realms of being sour. Yeah, I was just adjusting for our incredibly hard water. Yes, for, yeah. uh, b- because of the amyloglucosidase. Yes, b- being a bit more strict on those types of things. Yeah. Anyway, right. So yeah, that's that's something um, worth noting because that's something that I've done different. Yes. In in my brew day to what I would normally do, everything else is going to be pretty much about the same. Yeah. So uh, if you if you are planning on doing a sour beer and using a sigillated and malt. using a sigillated malt, that is something to pay attention to. Yeah. Yes. Just make sure you do a, a secondary mash. Cool. Right, well, uh, we've already... Oh, no. Before oh. we try a beer, yeah. should we try a little bit of this tincture? Ah, yeah, actually, yeah, we should. We, uh, I, I've got a little bit of it here. Um, and then we've got one second. So uh, how, how long has this been soaking? Uh, so this has been soaking for about three days now three at days. room temperature. Don't make tinctures in the fridge. No. Do no. it. Do it at room temperature. Like, like, like. Don't because otherwise you just it, you, you'll just slow down yeah, uh, you, the process. You are extracting oils yeah. from um, that ingredient. So, so it's been going that. for about three, four days now. It will be going for about three weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna let it sit for three weeks, basically all the way through fermentation, all the way through conditioning, because I'm going away. Basically, I'm going off to work, so I'm gonna let. It <clears throat> Sorry, it's a bit of coriander there. <laughs> <laughs> lovely coriander, though. Thank you. Oh, it is really lovely. So, yeah, I'm just going to let that sit <coughs> and die, apparently. I'm going to try some of this. Mm. I reckon this coriander would be nice. Uh, you toast some of this, you mix it up in some malt, and then you just nibble that. Wow, cow's faces. Okay, so I've just tried some of this tincture. Yeah. <coughs> it's so limey. It's not, but it's it's more like a um, like a deep zest. So the <coughs> what I've used is I've used the lime zest. So yeah, I've, I, I've got big. the I've got a zester, and I've taken the zest of two limes and put it into about a hundred mil of um, uh, probably, uh, probably about fifty mil, fifty to hundred mil of, of uh, tequila, gold tequila, yeah. And I've just let that sit. But it's lime zest I'm using. I'm not using lime peel. No. So I don't want that pithiness. I just want the zest. And I'm not using lime juice either. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Zest a couple of limes. <coughs> let it sit in it's your that, tequila. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. It's so full of flavor. And you can see why you want to be adding that in bit by bit. Um, you don't want to just go, ah, oh, sod it, that'll do, and just bang the yeah. whole lot in. You've got to be careful with this because, I mean, that is that, intense. After four days, that's intense, let alone after three weeks. Yeah. I, 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 I can recommend if you're, if you're looking for something interesting to do, whether or not you're brewing a beer, just soak, soak some lime zest in some tequila. Yeah, and, wow. just, and just drink it on down. Yeah. It's really oh, nice. I'm going to put some coriander in it and see. Oh, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Why not? Uh, while, while we're doing that, uh, we're gonna go get. No, no, go for it. Uh, we're gonna go and get a beer, and we'll let you know how this little experiment turns out in a moment. 
So before we get into any reviews, I thought I'd do a little bit of a double disclaimer. For double myself. disclaimer? Yeah. First disclaimer, uh, I really don't like sour things. I think you'll be all. all right with gozas though, because gozas aren't like super, super mounder sour, are they? I know. Subtle, so subtle I've managed to train myself to appreciate what makes a sour good whilst not act- actively enjoying the process. So <laughs> I think right. I think I'll I'll do all right. Second yeah. disclaimer is I am coming a little bit off a cold. Yeah. Which you may be able to hear in the luxurious timbre of my voice. <laughs> but it does mean that uh, I potentially am not 100% on my palate. Okay, well, so, on the, on that double disclaimer, what we got here then, Mike? What have we got here? We've got oh, I see what you did there. Yep. Double disclaimer. We've got double barreled. Oh, we went to visit uh, not too long ago. Uh, yeah, so I think that episode uh, was well, probably about three episodes ago. I think. Oh, a bit longer, but Something. anyway, they've got an amazing tap room. They're based mm. in Reading as well, so. Anyone even remotely in the Reading area needs to go and check out their amazing tap room. Yeah, they do. This Goza is their Red Jungle Fowl, oh. a raspberry and beetroot Goza. Mm. Well, I mean, you can tell uh, that immediately by the colour. Yes, pink. Like, it is re pink. Yes, grapefruity, pinky yeah. sort of. Now, like. the good thing is, is um, despite your uh, double disclaimer there, you have had this before. Yes, I, I've had a little taster of it before, mm. yes. Yeah, so I mean, you never know. You might be able to remember some of what you thought about it then. Yeah, you want to give us a breakdown of um, a breakdown yes. of the can, because similar to Butilias, yes. that we always love to go on about. Oh, because we love, they're we love their branding; it's great, perfect for homebrewers. Uh, they are very thorough with their ingredient list. Yeah, um, similar to you, Cal. They yes. are using USO five. Yep. Similar. Well, I'm not using USO five. Oh, you're using California, California yeah, used yeah. Okay. White Labs. Well, okay, close. Uh, similar to you, Cal, they are using Halatel Mittelfra. <coughs> mm, yes, well, there you go. Similar to you, Cal, they are using acidulated malt. Ah, so they've gone for the acidulated malt rather than kettle souring or using lactobacillus. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, uh, they, there's a few other similarities, a few other differences. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, like, I'm not surprised. It's it's the backbones of, because, the, of the beer is going to yeah, be. Yeah, so, you know, you've got uh, lager malt, wheat malt, bit of maris otter um so like i'm not i'm not surprised by that because that if if, if you're going oh, i want to make a tomato soup you wouldn't be surprised to see tomatoes in there <laughs> would you no no so no. if you're going to make a goza you're like i mean i'm not surprised to see that there's salt in there true um but the interesting thing is is they've went for sea salt rather than rock salt yeah um so i mean we could always go down and ask them what the what their reasonings behind that is because like that's something that we didn't really go into that you you can use various different types of salt for this yeah, uh, yeah. so some some will use a uh, Himalayan pink rock salt um others will just use standard rock salt i just use standard rock salt um some will use sea salt yeah um it's worth bearing in mind that don't use table salt Sorry, don't use don't table use salt. like just standard table salt, okay. um, because some of the chemicals that they put into that. Um, so name, I think it's iodine that they put into um, kind of table salt is a part of the refining process, um, and that can give you sort of like unpleasant flavors in okay. what you're wanting. If so you're putting it's, in enough. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like if if you get a lump of rock salt and you get a table or teaspoon of table salt and you taste the difference you will be able to taste the difference between the two oh. 
Interesting. Um, one is much more kind of unpleasant right. than the other. Sea salt, uh, modern sea salt, has actually also been found to have uh, microplastics in. Oh, wow. Because it is just seawater dried. It's dried, yeah, yeah. So that's something so to bear in mind. Presumably, super like trace amounts, tiny, tiny. Oh tiny yeah, amounts. I mean, but I mean, it's the same level of like kind of trace amounts, microplastics that are found in you know pretty much everything. Yeah, where um, you're not going to find any in rock salt. Where you won't find any rock salt because rock salt is sea salt, but it's sea salt from thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. Yeah, when the seas were in different places. Yeah. So you know, it's it's just something worth bearing in mind, and it's a cost thing. The differences between sea salt and rock salt to me are very minor. Cool. Well, so I went for the cheaper option. Thank you for joining us for Salt Talk. Salt time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, they, they, they've also, there's a lot of raspberries, uh, coriander, yeah. um, beetroot powder. Now, yes, this is a raspberry and beetroot goes mm. as we said. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a usual ingredient to put in a beer. It's not, but I mean, like the, the, the beetroot um, really sings through for me. Like the raspberries yeah. there, but the beetroot is... It's brilliant. See, the the weird thing about beetroot is, because this isn't the first beetroot beer I've had. We had one recently uh, that was more specifically just beetroot. Yes. Uh, and nothing else. I believe it was called Scouse Sour. It was a collaboration between five different Liverpudlian yes. breweries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and seeing lots of different people try that beer, I'm starting to think that beetroot is something that is very variable depending on the person. I've seen all sorts of reactions based yeah. on that beer. Some people saying, I can't taste any beetroot at all. And some people saying, it's so strong. Where's all this beetroot coming from? Yes, yeah, like that I find, like for me, it was like drinking pickled beetroot water. It's yeah. very nice. Whereas like, some people just, yeah, just taste like a boring sour. Yeah, but I think that's, I think a part of that is down to um, people couldn't see past the sourness to find the flavor maybe so maybe it was um, that simple like for me spicy food does that same sort of thing i have i don't have a very high tolerance to um foods with lots of chili in yeah. so when people go oh can you not taste this flavor that flavor it's like no i can just taste the red hot burning chili so maybe it's like that but with sour maybe people can't mm. see past the sourness to find the beetroot maybe anyway so, that that was the scouse sour not yeah. this beer this no. beer is uh red Red Jungle Fowl. Red Jungle Fowl. Now, now for me, this one, um, it balances the raspberry and the beetroot really well. The beetroot's not really, really heavy. It doesn't taste right. like pickled beetroot water. Um, but, I mean, the, the goza, rather than it being just a straight sour, um, helps with that as well because the saltiness balances out the sourness. Yeah, it's a very um, subtle sourness. It's it is a very subtle sort sourness. Of lip-smacking. But gozas do tend to be subtle sourness. They don't tend to be real mm. in the face um, like a goz would be. Yeah. Uh, so do not confuse goes with goza. Um, <laughs> don't like, especially not if you're trying to brew one and you mess up the recipe. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like so the the saltiness of this I think helps balance out that subtle sourness, so that it's just a pleasant drink. And the beetroot and the raspberry really balance each other. Out. The beetroot for me gives it a, an earthiness. Yeah, a sort of grounding, a base. Yeah, whereas it's not like full in your face beetroot. It's there. No. But it's, it's not, an earthiness. It's it's a it's a baseline that's not very sweet either. Like it it's it's kind of a sweet beer, but it's not mm. like it gives it more of a grounding than you would get, rather than adding more sugar, which would give you the same. Yeah, grounding. it's it, that makes sense. It's definitely a savoury beer, um, and yeah. I do wonder whether or not 
the um the lack of big beetroot punch that big beetroot flavor is a, a symptom of it being beetroot powder as opposed to i don't know sliced beetroot i i've literally never brewed a beetroot so well no I no have I, but, but there again i've also never eaten beetroot powder as opposed to, i've eaten plenty of beetroot <laughs> but i've never eaten beetroot powder yeah. so i don't know whether or not beetroot powder just has that earthiness and doesn't have the real heavy beetroot flavor mm. but i really like this yeah i yeah, think because yeah. because i think we tried it straight out of the fermenter we did when we yeah, were there yeah, yeah. and it was absolutely amazing i remember it was, going it was very good i remember yeah. thinking yeah that's going to be banging on yeah, like yeah. you know carbonated chilled I it's think really straight amazing. out of the fermenter, the raspberries were a bit the, more. Yeah, the raspberries were much heavier. And, um, uh, definitely more in your face. Whereas it's it's mellowed now and it's it's balanced a bit more. I think it's uh, yeah, it's very. Pleasant. What's the percentage on this? Uh, Five point zero. I could drink this all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, really. there's only one can, so. Yep, and I'm going to drink it all. Um, should we should we get another one before I finish this? Yeah. Oh, what's the time? We have still got time to go to the tap room. Oh, we have still got time to go to the tap room. Oh. No, no. We need, to, we need to review some beers. Okay. Next. Next. Okay, next up, what have we got? Uh, so this is Left Hand Giant, Parts Unknown. Uh, it goes at 4.8%. Um, now, hops-wise, East Kent Goldings. <clears throat> but I suppose if you I mean, you're going for a low percentage on hops anyway, so you know, you just want something that's going to add that little bit of bitterness to help yeah, balance anything yeah, yeah, yeah. out. Um, you're not really going to have a that much sweetness left over either. Uh, malt, extra pale and wheat, yeah, so no acidulated malt there, listed. Um, yeast USO five, so again just a good clean fermenting yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, other, so I'm guessing this is just the other bits they've put into yeah. it. Uh, blood orange. Yuzu, lemon peel, Himalayan pink salt, and coriander. Ooh. So that coriander's still there. <coughs> so they've gone down the uh, sharp and bitter. Mm. Edge yeah, but the, yeah, by uh, the looks of it, yeah. So with additions. the lemon peel, um, yeah. No indication as to how it's out because they haven't under the yeast. I know lactobacillus is not a yeast, but they haven't. Yeah. indicated how, uh, how, how, how it's been soured so whether or not that is a um a lactic acid i mean it doesn't say whether or not it's suitable for vegans because that's one of the things with their additional lactic acid is how they get the lactic acid yes the uh the red jungle fowl by double barreled does it does specifically yeah. say so using acidulated using acidulated malt or a kettle souring um will allow it to be suitable for vegans whereas additional lactic acid uh that lactic acid can be gained from animals yeah so um, you've got to so, watch out there yeah so if they've added additional lactic acid that would make it not suitable for vegans but it doesn't say either way i would imagine it's probably either kettle souring or they've added lactic acid because I'd have thought they might have mentioned if they'd used uh, lactobacillus. Yeah. I'd have thought. Either way, let's uh, give it a sniff. Yeah. Give it a, give it a taste. Give it a good old snifty taste. Uh, very nice colour. Yeah, sort of uh, pale uh, yeah, it, orangey it, it, amber, yeah, but it, mostly... It, it, it's got, a, it's got a, like, a, like a ready tinge. I wonder if that's from the rock salt or the maybe the blood orange. 
Maybe it's still it's still mostly pale. Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? And that uh, classic Goza smell is there though. That salty sort of like slightly sour sea air. Yeah, is there? I know that that makes me sound really pretentious. <laughs> it <smells laughs> oh, it like smells it like the seaside. It doesn't smell like the seaside. The seaside smells Ooh. often terrible. That's of just a little sip. That is not very sour at all. Really, but I, again, gauzes uh, gauzes aren't though. Like yeah, you know, they, they're it's not. Big, they're not in the realm of a goose or you know something along those like lambic styles. Yeah. No, there's there is some subtle fruity. Hints coming through. It's quite balanced. Oh. There's orangey. There's lemon. There's uh, but it's not big. It's not punchy. No, that is thirst quenching. Yeah, it's, that's real good. It's savory. It's 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 just just for me anyway. Just the right amount of sharpness, but balanced by the sweetness and the fruit. Yeah, the the, just... the orange is there. Like immediately, the orange is there. It's juicy, but it's got the 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 balance of salt. Mm. It's really good, so it, it keeps it savory. Yeah, uh, it yeah, keeps yeah. it real savory. That salt addition, that is banging. That is well done. Yeah, well uh, done. And, and the branding. The, the Look branding. at that. Yes. Uh, wow. What have they done? Yeah, but uh, taking <coughs> the uh, unfortunate design choices that makes it a bit hard to read on on a shelf but beautiful to hold in your hand oh yeah like if, if you just saw that on a shelf you'd have no idea yeah what it it's was. it's a stairway in some clouds uh and all the all the information's on the back of the can yeah i mean including the, like the, the name like yeah. the good thing is that now kind of these days people are a little bit more willing to pick up a can and actually read yeah, uh, you know they see an interesting design and they go, "Ooh, I wonder what that is about." Yeah, uh, and, and and not, I mean, it might be that they're looking for a price tag. I don't know, but they do tend to read a can a bit more um, and a bottle. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you see it with a lot of branding where they're not quite. Oh, they're definitely about not the only ones. No, I oh, know not no. at all. But very nice beer. Very nice beer. Like that is, it's clean, it's crisp, and again, it's another one that summer's day I could just see me sitting and quaffing that. Yeah, I think, Quite I think the the main the the really good parts about that are very oh. well balanced. Like yeah. as you say, that orange does come through at the start, but just everything else is there, low, but nice and balanced, and yeah, yeah, lovely, interesting. If you want it to be interesting, but not if you don't. It's one yeah. Of those. Now, I personally, I like because there's so much else going on in the beers. I can't tell the difference between sea salt. Himalayan pink salt. <laughs> I, 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 because there's so much more going on, I can't tell the difference. Yeah, maybe you need to experiment, do a split batch. I, I, I don't know. It's just what it's telling me is that it just doesn't really matter yeah. that much. I don't think the salt, other than the saltiness of the salt, is giving that much away because it's more salts are 99% sodium chloride, like that yeah. 1%. As we discussed earlier, that one percent doesn't make that much of a difference. Who knows? Uh, someone. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's. Uh, I reckon experimentation is needed. So uh, experimentation is more beer, sir. Yes. So Hooray. should we should, should we try another another, another goza? Beer. Yeah. Yeah. Go on then. Right. What have we got here then, Mike? Oh, now it's time for something that. Uh, well, even they've admitted is part goza, part lager. Who knows? Uh, it's, <laughs> Interesting. It's by Wild Beer Co. and it's called Sleeping Limes. So, 
but it, with it being by Wild Beer Co., I'm thinking they've went for Lactober service. Well, uh, they're not as forthcoming with their ingredients as the other two. But Wild Beer Co. are notorious for having very, very good yeast lab type yeah. scenario. Lots yeah, yeah. of wild fermentation. Yeah. Yeah. Hence lots of name. aging. Hence the name. Uh, but even they say, um, what is it? A lager, a goza, a sour, all or none of the above. Put simply, is the most refreshing beer we've ever brewed. Oh. So, yeah, just lime and salt in a sort of uh, lager. Uh, they have specified it's sea salt as well. Just okay. To, just to clarify that bit. Yeah. Uh, any other ingredients on um, there? Nothing of note. It is a bit limey on the old nose. They do specify yeast, though, so it's it's not 100% bacteria. But uh, good, good to know. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's definitely a bit limey on the nose, but it's still got mm. that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's still got that goes a saltiness to it. Like the saltiness is just there. It is present. Yeah, you you get a whiff of that sort of brininess. You do like the sea nice. air. Mm. Mm. Next to a lime farm. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> Go on, get get in there. Have, right, have, have, right. have a little sip. I'll, I'll keep talking because otherwise it's just listening to us drink. I'll just keep. Wow, running. that's um, that has got very little sourness at all, uh, especially compared to the other two. But it does have that lager malt, which is very it really nice. does have that lager and mm. and the liminess. That sourness is there at the end. Yeah, it's but it's not. It's like a zing sourness rather than a sort of puckering sourness yeah it's kind of like um if you want to do a lager of lime a, a, a lager and lime but really well <laughs> here it is yeah 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 because so instead of lime cordial you've used actual lime you've juice. used actual lime and you and you've used like a a salty and sourness that you would normally have from the from the lime yeah from a lime and you've juice just, rather and than you've ju- yeah, yeah and you've just banged it in. so yeah like i mean I, I hope nobody takes that as an insult because it's definitely not meant to be like that is really like really good it, it yeah. like you say it, it it's like a lager it's got that lager malt character but then it's got the liminess that sings through i don't think if you'd gave that to me blind i'd have went oh it's a it's a goza but no. they don't even say it is no, even they admit like, that even it's they're a like, hybrid. Is it a log? Is it a goes? Is it a sour? No, not a yeah. sour. It's not a sour. It's. I don't think it's anywhere near sour enough. I mean, I could get my pH um, strips out and dip it in and <laughs> give it a good look, but yeah. Whereas <clears throat> I've both of us have drunk many wild beer co beers mm. in the past, and it's, oh, it's yeah. not like they don't know what is a sour. Oh, they know what a sour is. <laughs> I mean, I, I, well. I've, I've seen my face turn inside out to some of their beers. <laughs> like, that's like, oh, God, that's a tight They one. are phenomenal at yeah. that spontaneous fermentation oh, yeah. sour. Like, like, they know what they're about, which makes me think that they have intended this to taste exactly the way it tastes. Yeah. And it tastes really good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they could have crept the pH down a little bit. Yeah, but they, I, and they you don't even didn't. like sour. I know, I know. Wow. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's um, quite as refreshing as really? the other two. As oh, I wow. find it very refreshing, but because it's it it's not um, the pH, I don't think is as low. Uh, so it hasn't got that sourness. It's not quite as cutting through the kind of no. thirst. 
the way the other two are. It's still very nice, mm. uh, but I don't think it's quite, you know, cutting through the flavours, or, cu- sorry, cutting through that thirst yeah, it, that I've got. It seems like, um, by their own admission, they're, they're keeping it sort of half lager, and the fact that it is half lager means that it's less gozer than the other two. Yeah. It's, it's less of that intensity. Having gone back and taken a sip of the other two now, they are both, like, much higher on the salinity, uh, quite a bit. Uh, more on the acidity as well. Oh god, especially that left-hand giant one. Yeah, very, oh, very I'm, big, I'm savory, earthy, lovely, huge flavors. Whereas the sleeping limes is quite easy going by comparison, mm. and uh, more of a yeah, every an everyday a morning beer. Yeah, so for me, sa- like sourness from least sour to most sour, it's gonna <laughs> be it, it's gonna be the wild beer. Um, then it's going to be the double barreled uh, and then the left hand giant. Yeah. That's that, that that's your hierarchy. For, that that for me, not necessarily in which one I prefer, it's that for like least sour to most sour. Uh, because the yeah, raspberry yeah, yeah. and the beetroot in the double barreled one, um I think the the raspberry negates uh some of the sourness, but to the right level that raspberries are a bit sour. Yeah. So yeah, it ma- so good, so yeah. it makes it the raspberry sourness is there, but it's not super sour. Whereas the left hand giant one, they've went for that sort of lemon sourness. So yeah, I think they're all kind of hitting right. exactly right. Wild beer, I don't think they've hit the lime sourness, but I don't think they intended to. Yeah. I think they've there's... definitely intended to make uh, a hybrid. And yeah, that's what yeah. they've that, that that is exactly what they've done. It, it's a fantastic beer. All right, quick question then. Go on. Then. You have to spend a very nice summer's day outside drinking the whole day. What are you going to have? Um, I think it would have to be the double barreled. Yeah, I think so because if, if I had to pick one, that right, that's the one I'm going to be on all day. I think that would take more boxes across the board than any of the other two would. Yeah. Um, if I was going for, I've just come in from a long run and I want something really thirst quenching <laughs> and cold and salty, yeah. and salty, I'm going left-hand giant. Yeah. Uh, whereas if I'm wanting like kind of a later evening, um, you know, something that's not quite full on sour, but I'm going, oh, I might, I might tend towards something a bit maltier after this, then I'd go wild beer. Yeah, yeah. If you were having an otherwise normal night, like, yeah, you know, you're having some normal beers, yeah, maybe a lager, then you had the sleeping limes, it'd be like, yeah, that's yeah. Really you use that as a, you use that yeah. as a transitional beer to get yourself out of the sour <laughs> slump that you might have been in. Who yeah. knows? And but, then you and might like, end up on Red Jungle Fowl later on in the night. Yeah, yeah, because you're like, sod it, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do that now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think they all, they all have a position, and they all work really well. They, I think they're all, um, good examples or good variants yeah, on a goza. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, not sticking to the classical. It has to be lactobacillus. It has to be over fifty percent. It has to be this type of water. You know, following all those rules. As soon as you break out of that and you're able to just kind of brew your own, which is kind of the point of home brewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There Put you your go. Own stamp on. Yeah, like I think, I think they, I think they all tick that box really well. Yeah. Well, right. th- thank you very much. There is one other beer 
to try. There is one other bit to try. Now yes. this is this is one. Um, this uh, is like, one. Yeah, this uh, like I mean, th- this episode is running on a little bit, but I mean, you know, we did say it was going to be double long, so we're only running on by like an extra two minutes to try this next All beer. Right, I'll go get it quick. Go on then. Right, extra special, additional, extra special. tasty. Yes, we couldn't find one uh, due to my own ineptitude. Uh, a couple I don't of, think it was just that. A couple of episodes ago, I had a real big trouble finding any Anchor Steam, and I did find a bottle. So here we are. So here we are. This, this um, for anybody who really wants to, you can edit this into the, uh, the Steam episode if you want. We're not going to. We're just going to review it right here and now. This is Anchor Steam relating back to the episode we did on Steam Beer. Yes. So. It's lovely. It's very good. So this is um, the kind of iconic steam beer that pretty much most people know. Um, So steam beer, just a quick recap, pretty much died out uh, and then was um, reinvigorated by Anchor Steam and they, well, Anchor Brewing, and they trademarked the name steam beer. Yeah. So most of the steam beers... They'll, they will be called steam beers, but they fall under a category called California Common. Yeah, um, because but Anchor, Anchor steam, owns steam beer. Exactly. But Anchor Steam is kind of the iconic steam beer. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd give it a quick review. Yes. Uh, dark amber in colour. You are correct, sir. Yes. Uh, malty, lovely, a bit bit of bite, just a tiny bit of bite from the yeast and, and, yeah. and a small it, amount from like, the malt, but otherwise real good smooth well lovely. that's it. It, it it's got that caramelly sort of flavor that you would expect it's got a real nice hoppiness it's i know it, is it is it an american best bitter <laughs> do you think it's quite like it's well balanced yeah. between the malt and the hops but it's just got much more of both of them it doesn't it doesn't have that biscuitiness as much uh, but yeah, I, I see what you mean as as their sort of approach to, yeah. And, oh, and it doesn't have that super super crystal malt sweetness. No, that's that's May, oh, well, but the, the, it's, it's still quite sweet. It, it it is very sweet, and I think that's where the the sort of like caramelliness comes from. Um, mm. But I think like maybe more of like a brown ale than uh, best bitter than potentially. So it's got that sort of like crispness to it. Who knows? Well, I mean, I'm guessing we're supposed to. People, nah. people are tuning in to listen to this. Yeah, well, we're supposed to know. I mean, uh, we are saving it for a um, final gravity episode. Yeah, we are. We've got a little sample of the steam beer. We have got a little. I've, a I've got the one. steam beer on tap don't, don't already, um, and we are we are doing a little sample. So if you do, so if you don't listen to the final gravity episodes, here's a quick little extra bit about yeah. my steam beer. Um, uh, it's very good. It's yeah, mine is slightly darker, slightly more caramelly, chocolatey. Um, but I, I, it's a it's a good comparison. I, th- I think mine's turned out quite well as a as a steam beer. Yeah. So if you if you're looking to recreate the vibes uh, that you can see in Anchor Steam, listen to the episode. Give it a go yourself. Yeah. It's honestly it's it's quick and easy. It's brilliant. Steam beers are a really good style. It's fun, and interesting. Right. But next. Time. Next, well, ne- uh, next episode we're doing another one of the back to basics. Yeah, which should be good. Fermentation and beyond. Yes, uh, but then after that, I believe I'm brewing a what is known as either a Texas Brown. Yeah, 
or a brown IPA. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll be able to learn more about that next time. Yes. Uh, until then, bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.